Welcome to A Conscious Way Forward, a podcast about healing, reimagining leadership, and reinventing education. If you're a seeker, changemaker, or dreamer, you're in the right place. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to help individuals rise in consciousness and usher in a new paradigm of a more equitable and just global society. As an educator, founder and CEO, dadpreneur, coach, and ambassador for change, I share my conscious journey through real, raw, and relatable stories while engaging in conversations with a diverse group of guests. I discuss timeless wisdom teachings and how they've helped me navigate life, leadership, parenting, and heal my traumatic childhood wounds. If you're ready to come home to your soul's purpose, co-create a more equitable world, dream, act, and heal forward together, then please continue to listen. Hey everyone, in this episode, I'm going to travel all the way back to when I was eight years old (laughs) and when I had a calling or intuition deeply felt that I was going to be some sort of host. People around me would say, choose a realistic goal. You can't be a game show host. My dream faded over the years, but fast forward 30 plus years and my path has led me to finally become a podcast host. So I bring this story up to discuss intuition and connect this to following your intuition as a leader, which is so incredibly important. And I hope that's something you learned through your time with me. There's some really great content today, so let's jump in. Hello and welcome, everyone. We're going to get into so many cool things about intuition since this is the Intuitive Leader Within podcast. But today we're really going to talk about the basics of following your intuition as a leader. I really want to start with a story about myself and what we all have is we all have this really strong intuition when we're younger, when we're born, definitely. And then as kids, and usually it's around the age of seven, you know, we start to lose this connection to our intuition and start to have more conditioning from the outside world. Tell us what's right or wrong or good or bad or true or not true. And for me, launching this podcast is one of those moments where I'm coming home to that eight-year-old self, that young child, that I knew that I always wanted to be some sort of host. And so for me, it was really the belief that I was going to be some sort of host. When I was eight years old, I thought, I'm going to be a game show host. I wanted to be Dick Clark, $25,000 pyramid. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. or some other career where I had to share, perform. I used to watch Matlock. I thought I was going to be a trial attorney. (laughs) That was my dream for a long time. But those dreams died, not to be too dramatic, but with the conditioning of the outside world. As I went through a lot of traumatic, difficult times as a child, those dreams that I had started to fade away. And I was told to be more realistic, choose something that actually you can do. Who becomes a game show host? Let's look up statistics. I mean, in the 80s, there were a lot more. But so I started to dismiss those dreams. So I'm excited that I'm here today. I'm super passionate. I'm so excited that I'm no longer going to hide behind the fears of the outside world, which are really my own fears, and say that, hey, I'm a host. Today, I'm a host, David K. Richards, and I'm here to share with you a lot of my journey as a leader, an intuitive leader, And to really ask you about your own intuition as a leader, we're all leaders, we're all leaders, whether we're a stay-at-home mom, an executive of a Fortune 500 company, principal of the school, a leader of a nonprofit, an administrative assistant, 
it doesn't matter. You're all leading something. Every day of your life, you're making choices as a leader. And it's just a different level of external results that you're held to based on the positionality and the roles you've been giving. But we're all leaders. So I want to ask you today, think about a time when you had an intuitive feeling. And usually this feeling is something you really can't explain. Like you try and explain it to somebody else and you start to speak and it's almost like you're wordless because you can't really explain it. And then you kind of get that sideways glance and you're like, I can't explain this to them. It's just a feeling I had or a vision or something, right? An intuition. But I want you to think about that. What's a moment or a time when you had this? And what'd you do with it? Because I think, like I said, we get disconnected from that essence and our intuition as we get older and older. But being connected is one thing. And some of us are really connected to the intuition, but then we don't act on it because of all the things we're being told and all the conditioning that we've had from society telling us that we're not allowed to act on it, or we need concrete data to make that choice as a leader. So I want you to think about the time when you really acted on your intuition and you didn't act on your intuition. Because today, I want you to understand that listening to your intuition will impact your leadership. Your effectiveness as a leader will be impacted and will get better exponentially if you can actually listen to your intuition and follow through and and intentionally act. Okay. So that's really the message for today's episode. I want to share with you a couple of stories of times that I've actually followed my intuition in kind of a small example, and then a larger example. And I want to close today's show by really asking you to spend the next week thinking about what messages are you missing? What whispers are you ignoring? And kind of watching and observing throughout the week how you do with doing something with those messages or just ignoring them because somebody on the outside told you that it wasn't true. I want to start with a story that's like so small, you know, and in this world of ubiquitous data and information, I want you to start with something small. So I'm going to start with something small because of big decisions like leaving your job or changing your relationship or, you know, moving cities, like all those things are really high stakes. So I want to just tell like a simple, short story about the small things where you can really follow your intuition when you start to pay attention to those feelings. Okay, so I'm at Starbucks ordering my drink. I'm rushing around. I'm busy. You know, it's the morning. Got to get my coffee. And they asked me for my name. And I just had this feeling that I should not give them my name, David, because how many times I've been at Starbucks and there's always a David before me or after me and it causes confusion. And it was a busy morning, weekday morning. I was just busy. So I didn't really listen to it. I didn't listen to that whisper, that little feeling. But I did say, okay, well, I'll just put David R. So I'll put David R just because I was like, ah, something's going to go wrong. And a lot of it's just experience. You've been through it enough that you can really listen to that intuition when it comes up. So I put David R. I was like looking at my phone, getting ready for the day, super busy. And they called David. Forgetting that I've said David R, I grabbed a drink, start to walk out the door. About 30 seconds later, the barista is like running after me. <laughs> David, David, David. You took David's drink. And I look behind me, there's this like 15-year-old kid that's like, you got my drink, dude. So I was like, oh, sorry, I haven't drank it or anything. But anyway, so I just kind of knew that something like that was going to happen, but I didn't follow through on it. Okay, so that's just a small thing. And honestly, what's the big deal? If I had put David R, sometimes I use my son's name, Kyle. If I had remembered I put David R, maybe I wouldn't have had that awkward interaction. Not a big deal, low stakes. But you know, there's bigger times where following your intuition it will change your life and it'll change your life as a leader. 
And it'll make you a better leader when you're actually following your intuition and you're being authentic. And so you might know this about me already. I'm an educator, like I told you, but I I also have this project I'm working on called Heart of the Matter, Changing Schools for Changing Times. I'm super passionate about reforming our education system and really thinking about a vision for the future and creating a system where everyone can thrive because our teachers are working super hard. Our teachers are amazing. I was a teacher for years, but just thinking about a vision for a new system that can really educate kids in a way that they need to be successful for the future. And that's what I built my charter school around. So I get this random connection from a friend of a friend who says, hey, I know you're working on this project and you're really in the early stages, like really early stages. This is like three, four months ago and I'm still in the early stages. You know, I know you're thinking about building this website and having a platform where you just have this community of reformers that were, you know, parents and teachers and people could all come together and think about how they're going to reform things. It's like, well, I know another guy who's got that same idea and he's a hundred times more influential than you are. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So I connect with this guy. I won't use any names. And I'm like super prepared. I'm like so pumped, man. Like, oh yes, this is the kind of meeting that everyone just like can't even wait to have. And I get to the meeting and it's like, I'm like ready to talk about the shift in the universal order and the shift in leadership and the way kids are learning and how we need to really think about the breakdown of the hierarchy and much more dynamic matrix type systems and collaboration and the skills of the future. And about halfway through, I'm realizing that we're talking like really tactical, technical things. And there's just not a lot of heart to the conversation and no judgment because that's fine. But like I was coming with this really big vision and heart filled social, emotional learning. How do we get kids to follow their intuition? How do we get kids to believe in themselves? And that was just not where this conversation was going. So about halfway through, my whole entire body went into like exhaustion and I wasn't tired. I was just exhausted all of a sudden. And by the time I hung up the Zoom call, like I was exhausted and I wasn't energized. And I'm like, huh, this is weird. Like this must be a clue, right? This is my intuition talking to me, telling me this is not right. But like, then I go and start talking to people and everyone's like, what? You talk to XYZ? Oh my gosh. Like that's like talking to Richard Branson in like the entrepreneurial world. Like if you get a job with this guy, like that's amazing. And I'm like, wait, am I crazy? Because I feel like I should not be doing this. So as I really started to sit with it, meditate, stop asking other people because I had so many crazy opinions or just opinions, I just realized it was the right answer for me to actually not really pursue this job. But then I didn't actually go all the way with it in terms of that decision because I was too scared that it was a wrong decision. So I pretended like I was still interested. I was honest with them and I told them, I have like three jobs right now. I'm not interested in a new job, but of course I'm interested in the opportunity and maybe a point for collaboration because I have a similar vision. And I sent out another email to connect with another one of the guys who was doing it and they responded, but then they couldn't find a time and I responded and we just kind of stopped emailing. But what I believe deeply is that there's a possibility that either this represents another opportunity for me of like abundance from another source or this is just the wrong time because I have so much going on right now. And honestly, like our visions were not aligned. So if I can convince them of my vision, maybe a year or two down the road, this will work. But the point of this story is that I followed my intuition and turned down what could have been an amazing opportunity. Who does that, right? But the reason I do that is because I've done this before. I've been in a position before where I've taken what the path should be 
So when I was in my 20s, I graduated from UC Berkeley. I thought I was hot everything because I had my degree in hand and, you know, this poor kid that never thought I'd graduate from college. And now I'm graduating from UC Berkeley. And I thought I'd get a job anywhere. I couldn't find a job forever. I'm in DC. My wife's in grad school. And I eventually get a job at this regional bank where every president of the United States, before they got merged, had a bank account at this bank in Washington, DC, two blocks from the White House. And I was miserable (laughs) in that job. I didn't enjoy it. Everyone told me, this is what you should do. I tried to be a teacher and it was really hard and the pay was terrible. So everyone told me, you should go down this path, nine to five. And then I did it and I was good at it. So I was on the track to be promoted. I knew it. I was 29 years old and I intuitively just knew that if I stayed in that job, when I turned 40, I'd be buying a sports car and having an affair because I just knew that it would not be the right path for me. But I went into a Borders, remember those? And I found this book, Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck. And I picked it up and I read the whole thing cover to cover in like six hours and like sitting on the floor in the corner of the Borders, right in DC by the White House. And I knew at that moment, my intuition was screaming at me that I need to become a teacher. So I walked away from my corporate life that was going to be great pay like a lot of great benefits and became a teacher and then went and racked up a bunch of debt to go to Stanford University to become a teacher and then ended up teaching in a public school in Oakland, California, where my pay was $37,000, like less than what it cost me to get a master's degree. But I knew that that was my path. And so when I got this opportunity recently, I knew intuitively my body was telling me this is not it. And it's hard to explain, right? I've tried to explain this to people and they don't get it. They're like, well, maybe that's just fear. But there's a difference between fear and intuition. Sometimes fear will make you think you're intuitively believing something. When you get good at this, you know the difference because fear is in your head and it does come through your body, but it's not in your heart. And intuition comes through your heart. So I wanted to really make sure that you understand that this is how you can live your life as a leader and how you can be authentically happy. Right now, if I had a job that I was miserable at, I would not be bringing my authentic, excited, passionate self to this podcast in this moment. So here's what I want you to think about. Intuition, it's like you have a book from an expert. You are the expert and you have a book within you. And you can find the answers when you get good at slowing things down and finding ways to be. We are completely obsessed with doing, 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 doing in our culture. If you can find ways to slow down, build a meditation practice, whatever it is for you, it could be a meditation five minutes a day. You can get guided meditations nowadays on YouTube in five seconds. It could be just going for a five-minute walk and looking at a tree, getting into nature. It could be playing with your kids. Whatever it is for you to connect to your essence, to understand that you already have the answers. Of course, there's knowledge to be gained. I'm not saying that this book is going to give you all the knowledge from an intellectual standpoint, but you have a book within you that helps guide you. You have your own inner guidance within you. And what I want to spend time for everyone to get better at, because it's a skill, and I'm a big fan of growth mindset. I have taught myself so many things I never thought I could learn because I just I told myself that I can learn something if I work hard. So it's similarly here. Intuition, listening to your intuition, you can grow the muscle 
and you can get better at this skill by practicing. It could be just little things. If you can get better at connecting to your essence, then you can get better at understanding the messages you're getting. I was so disconnected from my essence five, 10 years ago when I was in the grind and working just around the clock and trying to build my career. I was so disconnected that my body would do all these things to me, throw out my back, make me sick. Like, and I would just keep going and going and going and going. So the first step is just taking a moment to slow down. And some of our lives are really crazy. And maybe that's just sitting for five minutes in silence. Maybe it's one minute of silence. Whatever it is for you, you know the answer. What you have to do is figure out where the answer is within you. Listen to the message that says, go to page 422 that tells you it's five-minute meditation and to execute it and take that energy of action and start to execute. Create B goals for yourself. B-E. What are you going to do that's a B goal for this week? Okay. I know you have your to-do list and everyone's got 480 items on their to-do list of what they're going to do in the next week, but what's your B list? How are you going to meditate? How are you going to connect? Because once you do that, then you start to get the answers and the messages that are so incredibly important. Try it with the small stakes things like the Starbucks cup, just the little things. So for this week, my challenge to you is try to listen to those messages. Try and find the places where you know the truth with a capital T because it's your internal wisdom and follow it and do what you think it is. Write Kyle on damn Starbucks cup. And somebody could think you're crazy because they're like, why did you do that when your name's David? And I can say, oh, it's middle name. It's my, my, my son's name. But like, just do it. Do the small things. Trust yourself. Okay, that is the number one success. If you look at the successful leaders today, it's because they trust themselves. Now, some of them are trusting themselves in a very external results, 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 and accomplishments. And not that those things are bad. Of course, we want to have results and accomplishments. But there's a different energy behind that, but they're trusting themselves. And some of them are arrogant as you know what, but it's all about trusting yourself and finding these small ways to really listen to your intuition because you have an internal compass. You have an intuitive leader within that can give you the answers to a lot of these things that you already know. And it's the practice and the discipline of going back and figuring out what those messages are. So that's your goal for the week. That's your challenge for the week. Listen to your body. Listen to the clues. Are you getting messages in your body? Are you getting little whispers in the shower? How is your intuition trying to guide you this week? And then I want you to sit with that for this week and watch and then try and act on maybe a couple small things. And then just think about a time in the past where you know you didn't follow your intuition. Deconstruct like what happened. If it was a big thing, you know, maybe you took a job you knew you shouldn't have taken and then for five years you were miserable or a time when you did follow your intuition and maybe you decided, you know, it was a long time ago because a lot of these things were big decisions that we made where we followed our intuition. Sometimes they were a long time ago when we were like 16 because that's when we were much better at listening to ourselves and we didn't have as much conditioning clouding the clarity of our intuitive guidance system. So think about the different places that you have done this in the past. Think about how it's playing out for this week. And I look forward to connecting with everyone next week. And I know that everyone's out there working hard to be the best leader they can be and to lead from their higher self. Thank you very much. And I will talk to you all next week. 
Well, there you have it. Thanks again for listening. Remember that we are all born with a strong intuition. And all it takes is a little practice and determination to get back into listening to that intuition and to trusting and listening to ourselves. So spend this week reflecting on times when you've had an intuitive feeling and then deconstruct what happened. Did you follow it? Why or why not? Pause, slow things down, and think about these moments. Have a great week. As always, I cannot wait to connect with you in the future. Thanks so much.